What's up, guys? It's Nate Jackson. Welcome back to the podcast, Years of Growth. Today, I'm here with my very good friend, Justin Pearson. Um, he is, we are the same age. We're both graduating, class 2020. He's going to play football at Rolls-Holman Institute in Indiana. Yeah, that's correct, Indiana. Okay. So, he's he's smart guy, you know, so... He he'll his mental game is on edge. I'm I'm going to Texas A and M, Giga Mags, but um, I'm not going to play football. This man is so, uh, we can get into more of that in a little bit later. So first, JP, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, man. Alright, so I'm JP. Or they always call me JP. My name is Jackson Justin. Um, I've known Nate since we we're three, four, three, yeah, or four. Playing T ball, football. Everything. Um, obviously, I go to Manor High School. Um, I graduated number three in my class. Uh, I'm on a full academic scholarship to Rose Holman, and also, like Nate said, I be will be playing football. I'm an O lineman, so you know, kind of been protecting Nate his whole life. I mean, most it, of, it, it did it most of it. I've been hurt quite a bit, but that's that. That's not entirely his fault, but entirely, it wasn't it, my fault at all. I mean, I guess, but anyways. So yeah, this man is like really smart. Probably gonna be the next Bill Gates or whatever. Working, um, working on it. Yeah, uh, he's working on it, but we'll get there in time. So, um, just to get in some icebreakers, get into the thing. So let's just. I'm gonna just hit you with some fast questions got three seconds to answer not really but i mean I just first thing that comes off the top of your head just answer all right favorite gatorade flavor grape hands down grape hands down grape but grape is godlike okay if you were to be famous for something other than a sport what would it be oh invented something awesome what would you invent i think about flying cars if i can get a flying car down money in the bag Okay. If you can go pro in any other sport except for football, what would it be? Baseball. Okay. What position? The first base and third base, or maybe pitcher. Depends. Okay. Who's your favorite major league baseball team? Dodgers. Dodgers? I'm a Dodgers, man. Oh, my God. What? I'm an Astros fan. Uh, don't come at me. Don't, don't come at me. I'm an Astros fan. I don't watch baseball that much. I've actually started to watch soccer a lot more. I'm a Manchester City fan myself. You know, the pride of Manchester. Kevin DeBorne and Raheem Sterling. Man, if Raheem Sterling that's to this podcast, what happened? Uh, he'd be very confused. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> major clout right there. But uh, anyway, so, okay, so this podcast is about personal growth, what we can do to strengthen ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. So um, you're a big dude. Like he said, he's a lineman. He's probably what, like, Six two, six three, six two, something like that. So this dude, you can't really see him. We're not doing a video, but JP, he's he's a scary looking man. Like he's hit me a couple of times at football practice, and I'll tell you, it did not feel good. I think so. You oh, probably you just forgot. You messing around, probably. I have to. <laughs> yeah, that describes our relationship. But um, yeah, so he's a big guy, puts in a lot of work in the gym works out really hard so like what are some things that you keep in your mindset to motivate you every time you go hit the gym go to a workout go to football practice etc i uh, just think about basically what i'm doing it for um i love the game of football and in order to keep playing and keep going you gotta gotta be the strongest one of the strongest ones out there especially with my position i'm literally pushing people the whole the whole game so uh, just keeping 
that helps me focus in the gym because I know eventually that if I'm doing it now as hard as I can here in the game, it's just going to be a piece of cake and I get to go out and just have fun. So that's the whole point. Right. So when you're in there putting in the work, you're thinking to yourself, this is going to, this is so we can go out on the field and win on Friday nights or soon to be Saturday nights for you. Um, and uh, because you just love the sport so much and where did that love for the sport come from early on? Uh, ever since I was a kid, um, little story. My dad, but I had a big sports guy. Uh, he played football a little bit, but he was mainly a baseball player. But he still, like, as soon as I, living in Texas, everybody knows football. Everybody just, knows football. It's it, just how everything it is. is bigger in Texas. Okay, continue. So then as a little kid, I'm like, I'm not even like two, two, three years old, maybe. I haven't quite started football yet, going to. My dad, I, remember, I have a little hallway in the house. Running through the hallway, my dad's holding up a pillow, and I'm running and just tackling the pillow. Like, and I'm just doing this over and over, and I'm just having fun because it's a game of football, and I love it. And then ever since then, I got into it, and I just kept playing. Um, my third year playing football, I ended up going to state championship for our youth league. Didn't win, unfortunately, but still being able to make it that far undefeated all the way until then was pretty great. And ever since then, just kept playing and got on varsity as a freshman. And so after that, it was, it was just going to keep playing the game all the way until as much as I can. Nice. Well, a little bit of backstory. He's my lineman. Well, not anymore. He's a lineman. That's that's sad to say, not anymore. But he's a lineman. I always played quarterback pretty much my whole life. He's played lineman his whole life. There was a spurt, though, when he did play quarterback. But, um, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was flag, right? Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, so this man here has always been, I guess you could say, protecting me on the football field. And I would say he does a pretty good job at it. I mean, there's a couple times where I've been like, dude, what are you doing? But other than that... That wasn't me, but okay. Other than that, I think... There's four other guys on there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And, I mean, some of the time I just didn't know what was going on half the time because of getting lit up the play before. But that just comes with playing football, especially in Texas. So, um, and another thing, you're, you're like a genius, man. Like... A lot of people don't know that. Well, a lot of people do know that you graduated third in our class, but I graduated top ten percent. You're top one percent, and our class is what like five four seventy, I think four hundred seven something like that. Okay, so this is perspective. Our whole senior class is four hundred and seventy. This man graduated number three. That just tells you how smart he is. Should have been number one. Should have been number one, but yeah, that that. That might hit a nerve or two, but it's okay. But yeah, so number three in his class, top one percent, going on an academic scholarship to Rose Holman, um, a very prestigious school. So like, I don't know much about Rose Holman. So what what is some kind of I guess perspective that you could give other people and the listeners about what the school is like? So basically, what it is, um, so I'm going in to study engineering. I'm gonna be an electrical engineer. Um, and the reason I chose Rose Holman is because Rose Holman is actually known for, I think, over 20 years, um, they've been known as the number one engineering school in the nation for an undergraduate degree. So if you don't know what undergrad is, it's just a bachelor's degree. So basically, Rose Holman is ranked number one in receiving a bachelor's degree in any kind of engineering, basically. And especially for electrical engineering, they're, I think, they're number one for electrical engineering. And so that's partly why I chose them and also to play football as well. And basically, that's Rose home for you so I'm in a school with a bunch of people who are extremely smart and 
the people on the football team are actually just as smart as everybody else. So, so it's basically a school full of geniuses in that kind of perspective. Um, so you said you're going to do electrical engineering. Um, what are some things that you think about, I guess, on a daily basis or when on a mental level, we talked about like a physical level that did tie into a mental level, but I want to dive in more on your mental perspective. I'm trying to get that, that high career, trying to get that, uh, high paying job, those good grades, all those things that build up to success in life. So what are some of the like mental aspects that you put yourself in to go for, go for the gold basically? Uh, So basically a lot of it comes down to my parents. Um, parents are basically two completely different people. Um, my dad was, um, like I said, he was a baseball player in high school. He actually had a scholarship to go play in college. He ended up actually having a kid at 18, my older sister. So instead of being able to go to college, he went into the military. Still a great thing, he went to the military. But um, one thing he always told me is he never, he wanted to see me do the things that he wasn't able to do. So that motivation pushed you to just always want to do more, mm-hmm. not for just yourself, but for your dad and your family. Yeah, basically. And then you have my mom, who completely, she's a lawyer, so she's been through years and years of schooling. Um, she went to UT on a scholarship. She got into law school in California, which that one, unfortunately, she didn't have a scholarship for it, so she's still paying off student loans. And basically, I did all this so that the whole point was to go to college and not have any student loans and not have my parents have to pay for any of it. And that's exactly why I worked as hard as I did, kept focused as much as I did, because I want them to be able to see all the hard work that they did pay it off through me so they don't have to worry about a thing. That's a good goal to have, especially for a student athlete. I mean, we're both student athletes coming up. And I think being a student athlete, nothing against any other kind of organization or anything, but being a student athlete, take it takes a the majority of your life, I will say, and those four years you're in high school, and even before that, middle school, little league, it takes up the majority of your life. And if you don't have that mental edge and that motivation to just get better and keep pushing, one, you probably won't last that long. Two, you'll probably find out very fast that it's not the kind of route you want to go. And three, it's probably just not going to be an enjoyable experience. So, being a student athlete, we've always been taught to, you know, just always keep do your best of course but push yourself past your limits so you have any stories of whenever you just like felt like okay I don't want to go do this workout I mean this is me almost every single day but where this that, that that's where we're two different people or like any times where you like just wanted to give up but you were thinking about that mental edge where I know who I'm doing this for so like um, give me a story or something like that that you have about a time like that. Yeah, so it's, de- it's definitely going to probably be after freshman year. Like I said, I played varsity freshman year. Um, I was a lot smaller than I was only about 5'10". So it was, it was a rough year, but I played. We held out. We weren't the best team then. We went 2-8, and eight, I think. Um, so it wasn't a great year. And then um, coming back, I was working out hard in the offseason because I was, I was just trying to get bigger. And we come back from Christmas break. And literally the first day back, I ended up doing work. We were exercising, doing a workout, and then a uh, freak accident. I ended up basically snapping my right leg in half. Uh, completely snapped it in half. Um, went to the hospital. I had surgery. I have two screws in it now. And after that, I was 
I was basically freaked out because I've fractured bones before, nothing as serious as this. Um, so I didn't know if I was gonna be able to play sophomore, if I'd be able to really be as good as I was right then. Um, so I ended up, I had to work extremely hard because I was in a wheelchair for about two or three months. Then slowly worked into crutches and started getting, being able to bend my leg. Because the thing was, it was right below my knee. So basically my knee and my whole leg were completely smaller. I wasn't using them at all. And I basically had all of summer to try to get it up to bear to be able to play next season. And it was hard. Um, there was definitely times where my leg was hurting. And, you know, the doctor always said, if it ever starts hurting, you're supposed to stop it. My stubborn ass always, um, I, I would keep going. And I was able to actually play. So I, mean, I wasn't 100%. But I was able to play. I got better, and then it just kept going up from there. And I knew that I kept wanting to keep playing. Well, that's that's, I I do remember that too, because like I said, me and him are we're like brothers pretty much. So we're we're always together, especially doing football, because we are always on the same team and stuff. So I remember when that happened, and that was I will say that was a pretty traumatizing time. But I will say after when you were on a wheelchair. That was a fun time. I know it was for me. He ran me into a wall a couple times. Well, let's just have a story time real quick. So, he had gotten released from the hospital. He was in a wheelchair or whatever. So, um, I, you know, I stepped up. And I was like, I got you. I hope you get to class, to and from class. Because yeah, he didn't feel like pushing himself on the wheelchair. So, I was like, I'll do it Wheelchairs for you. Wheelchairs are a lot of work. You don't yeah. realize until you get put into one. That is, that and you got to think true. about it. I wasn't like in a regular, which were my knees bent. No, I had one leg. I had one leg that was bent, and I had a leg sticking out about like four, uh, three feet in front of me, because that's about how long the legs are. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to maneuver in that thing without hitting it on some stuff. Like, that is true, but um, so I remember one time, because in our school, it's like, it's a weird landscape. It's almost yeah. It's almost like an X, and like. Where those X's meet, it's like a hill, kind of, I guess, something like that. So, um, I was always pushing him to and from class. So, we would leave class early. And, you know, us us being, we're, we're boys. Saturdays are for the boys. That mentality. That, that bang energy mentality. So, we were just going down the hall and just messing around, goofing off. And there was a hill. And I was like, you know... This would be very fun. It'll be a good memory for us. Very fun for you. So. All right, I got it back later. We started running. Well, I started running with his wheelchair down the hill. But this is payback for another time. And I'll tell that story right after this. So we were going down the little hill. It's not even like a hill hill. It's just like a ramp. But we were going down the hill. He decided to put his foot on the ground and try to stop. And I was still going. And we just swerved and skirt skirted right into the wall. I felt bad, of course, but I mean, we look back on it in a lab. He's okay. He's I going didn't, to play. I didn't feel a thing, but he, it was just he, I mean, he's freaking Iron Man. So that 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 was a fun time. But uh, the story I was telling you about of why it's payback. Um, so all through middle school, we played golf. We were on the golf team, and uh, we went to this one course. It's just a nine hole course. Is that in middle school. I think so. Or it might have been like freshman year or something. But um, I still remember this. This remember scarred me. <laughs> yeah, this scarred me for life. So, here, I'll let you tell the story of what happened. You mean like what, what, what I was thinking? Yes. All right. So basically, we're, it, was Taylor, it was in Taylor. It was Taylor course. We played there before in like middle school in a golf tournament. We were there with my dad and, and me and Nate. And we were just playing. Um, 
we got, I don't remember what hole, I think it's like the eighth hole. The eighth hole is a big, like, par, it's a par three, where it's down a hill. So we're on the top of the hill, and of course, my dad has his own cart, and me and Nate are in a cart. And I'm driving, because Nate's chicken, doesn't like to drive. <laughs> and he can't drive. <laughs> so then, my bright idea, let alone, I may be smart in school, but there's still moments where I have, like, this sounds like a good idea in my head, but it's really just not a good idea. <laughs> but it was fun. Well, for me, it was fun. So basically, in this steep hill, and you know, usually there's signs that say, uh, foot on the brake, don't push it. So me, completely disregarding the signs, I decide to floor it. So like, I have my foot all the way to the ground on the pedal, and we're zooming down this hill. And then at the bottom of the hill, there's a sharp turn to the right. Um, so... You know what I mean? Instead of actually hitting the brake and trying to make the turn, I just stayed flooring and I tried to turn as quick as I can. So I turned, the cart ended up starting skidding around and ended up actually going the other way somehow. I don't know how it started going the other way. <laughs> and at this point, while I was going the other way, I started going on two wheels. Like, we're on two wheels on the cart. And I'm looking like, I'm staying full in. Like, I'm not giving up. Like, I'm staying. Well, yeah, you're the one driving. <laughs> I'm staying in there. Like, I don't know. Then you just see me jump out of the side of the car rolling on the ground and I'm over here just laughing my ass because it's just funny and then we go and then I finally get enough to slow down and hit the brake and then you just see me right here on the side about to tip <laughs> over and then it lands back on the four wheels completely fine not a thing on and then you just have Nate <sighs> okay and I'm okay. just like bro well, that's, <laughs> that, that bad that's his perspective let me give you my perspective on this traumatizing event so, like you said, we're at this nine-hole course, you know, just, it's a nice course, um, but that one part three, and mind you, this drop, it's like, it legit is like a roller coaster drop. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty steep. It was pretty steep. It's not like just a regular hill. It's like a steep drop, which is why they have signs up that say, do not floor it. Do not do what JP does. Hey, they should have put speed bumps like the other courses. I mean, say. you still would have went over those. Nah, not for speed bumps. That would hurt. Yeah, well, we were going down, we hit our balls, we were on the green. I mean, I probably wasn't, but that's besides the point. So, we were going down, we were going down the hill. I mean, we both knew, we were like, okay, let's floor it, because, you know, why not? So, we were flooring it, going down this hill, at least, how far, how fast do those carts go? Like, what, 45? No, not even. We were going go 45 pretty, because we were going, going max, down. We were going max yeah, speed on the car. We cart, were maxing plus, out the car plus, plus the gravity. gravity. So we were like just zooming down this hill. And we got to the bottom and I don't know what he was doing. Okay, so when we were halfway down the hill, I was like, okay, he's not stopping. This is, this is not going to end right. So, of course... I tense up, my booty cheeks tense, I grab onto something, and I'm like fearing for my life at this point. He's still not slowing down. He hits a curb, that's why we skirt to the left instead of taking a right, and we're on two wheels. And at this point, my instincts just kick in. I have a flight instinct. Most people have a fight, I have a flight. If something scares me, I'm running. I'm going to take off the complete opposite direction of whatever happens. But anyway, so we're on two wheels, tipped over, and at this point, we're literally on, like, right next, we're pretty much on the green, on a par three. We had, like, skirted off the path that far, and we're on two wheels. So I say, I'm not going to die today. I'm too young. This is not for me. I jump out of the car, like, full on, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in an action movie. Just, like, dive out of the car, roll on the ground. 
And I thought, I was like, okay, I'm safe. But this man is still in the car. I don't know what he's doing. It's going to flip over. So I look up, and he's just there just chilling. The car flipped back. I'm like, what the heck? So, of course, after that, you know, my mental game was messed up. So I just played a terrible round. I mean, you know, Tiger Woods here didn't didn't show up as Tiger. So, um, yeah, Tiger Woods, man. But, um, yeah, so that was a very, a very, very traumatizing event. It was fun, though. Yeah. But those are the good days, man. Middle school. That was when we actually had time. True. <laughs> that is very true. Speaking of time... I've been having a crap ton of time right here in quarantine, man. So, what you been doing during quarantine? So, my job is actually an essential job here in Texas. So, I've actually been working some, you know, getting that money. Um, also, I've been I've also been working out because obviously I have to work out for football. And then playing video games. That's about it. Which actually, I'm going to have to start studying for chemistry because I need to take a chemistry place diagnostic exam something for us yeah I know what you mean I haven't done chemistry in a while shoot man I had to take a math placement exam for (laughs) A&M that that that, I I will not recommend that for any go to A&M great school giga mags we're we're all Eric Eric took his Texas A&M 2024 but that math placement exam man I I swear like I (laughs) I already knew I was gonna do that what did it give you I don't want to talk about that. Because <laughs> he gave Eric. And Eric was in AP Calculus with me. And uh-huh. it said Eric was ready to start AP Calculus. Oh, no. <laughs> mine, mine was like, sir, you barely got past intro to math kind of level. God. But luckily, I'm an agriculture communications major, so my major is probably not going to deal with that much math. I've already gone through my degree plan. We're, we're good. So, yeah. So when I got to that that math placement exam, I kid you not, I already knew I was gonna do bad. But then I was like, okay, I'll probably get like half the questions right. I got to the test. I was like, what is this? Like I, I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, I this is terrible. Whatever. I'm gonna just try to do my best. So I did my best. I'm going to A&M. That's all that matters. We're going to get this degree. So I got through that. But, um, yeah, so you're saying that you've been playing video games. What kind of games you've been playing, man? Oh, we're all, I'm all over the place when it comes to video games. You know, I'm not no FIFA player like Hey, I'm a FIFA here. legend. FIFA 18, you know. He doesn't even have Xbox Live. He just I, plays against computers all the time. Yeah, that's how you get better, man. That's how you nah, practice. It's a so grind. I'll be playing. I play Overwatch, you know. Pretty good Overwatch player, I like to say. Obviously, got to play some Call of Duty every here once in a while. You know, the new COD's kind of great. You know, Nate's still stuck with World War. Or what is it? Not even two. <laughs> it's literally the Call of Duty. World at War. Like, <laughs> Call of Duty number three. Like, you know, I just put it in. It doesn't even work now. It's because you have an Xbox. <laughs> I okay. I've been trying to tell you to get a PlayStation. So I we have, can go buy a PlayStation right now. I have the original Xbox 360, like the one that came out in like what 2008. The one that sounds like a jet every time it starts up. Exactly. Yeah, that one. The white one. I still have the original white controller. Everything. Like I have the button to eject and put in. I have to literally. It's a button. It's not touch screen like these fancy people. But yeah. So. I've been playing FIFA, you know. I've been getting into soccer lately. So, your boy Manchester City fan goes, gets Man City, you know, gets a quick dub. But 
Yeah. I've been I've been kind of just vibing in quarantine. Started to learn how to play the guitar a little bit. Not much. I can't sing, so that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> I'll be I'll stick to songwriting. I told I can you be a I can teach you how to sing. I'm not gonna sing. You're you're teachable. I'm I'm not gonna sing. Yeah, I I probably I've just let that dream go. But should have done choir. Yeah. So, preparing to go play football in college. This is in the middle of a pandemic. Are you nervous about not having a season next year? Uh, A little bit. We still don't even know when we're supposed to report up there Uh, for camp. Our camp was supposed to be. It was supposed originally going to start August eighth. And then they moved to August 11th, and they got moved back to August 8th. So we're still unsure what we're going to do. And if and then apparently when we go up there, we all have to get tested for COVID, and there's temperature screenings every time before practice. Um, they're trying to cut – they're trying to make it to where we don't have any um, non-con – we have zero non-conference games. So basically they're trying to make it to where we just basically have – only play our co- people in our conference – and then we're going to have to pay, basically pay them twice because they still want us to have us 10 games. But we're just going to play the same team one time in non-conference and actually play them in conference, which nobody wants to do that because it takes out a lot of the road trips. Like, we're supposed to go to, I think, almost South Carolina Man. for a game. Um, Minnesota for maybe one. And But now they don't – but the conference, the people who actually run the conference don't want to do that. Um, like I said, we still don't even know if we're actually going to – because apparently when we go up there, we have to be quarantined for some amount of time before we can actually start practicing. So that's crazy. It's going to be an interesting season. That's, it's, that's for sure. Man, it's already been an interesting world, like, as it is. But um, you're saying you're already going to take road trips to Car- the Carolinas, Minnesota, all up that way. So, granted, he's going to play football in Indiana. It literally snows there. We live in central Texas. It We have literally gotten, like, two inches of snow since we were, like, five. So, yeah. it never snows. Yeah, we we feet of snow. We have that dry cold in Texas to where it's going to punch you in the face and you're not going to get any joy out of it. At least when you go up north, you're going to get punched in the face. Might get a little frostbite, but there's some snow. They they send you some snow to compensate, but not in Texas. They decide to just, you know, we're just going to give you cold, and then we're going to add rain on top of it. So that's Texas, and right now it's the middle of the summer. Well, no, it's actually the summer is just starting. So it's it's hot. It's very hot, and I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, what are you are you a cold weather person or a hot weather I'm, person? I'm a cold weather. You know that. You know it. Sheesh, man. I I can't I can't do the cold. I cannot do the cold. I, I will forever live in Texas. If I have to move anywhere else in this country, chances are it's either going to be Arizona or, Ca- or not California, Florida, because I cannot deal with the cold. Like, the cold here is like, can you please just go away just for, like, two days? But, I mean, luckily we are in Texas, central Texas, so it's hot most of the year. But, yeah. I, it's hot to where it's, like, 100 degrees hot. You step outside for like two minutes and you're sweating buckets. Hey, you just get your summer body on, man. You get to sweating, get that summer body on faster. But see, this is my this is my theory. When it's hot outside, you can compensate for the heat more than you can for the cold. No, no, you can't. Okay, well, have you ever? When was the last time you ever heard or seen somebody die of a heat stroke versus die from getting frostbite or freezing? What to do death? you mean? In Corpus Christi, we had two children who just passed out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> that. 
<laughs> that's a story you'll probably hear that story again probably from one of my other guests that i have who is actually a cheerleader so she has first-hand experience with that i remember it, it that was more the, what are they called the dance team yeah the high steppers high steppers it yeah. was two of them so in texas everybody on the football team was fine though right that's what i don't <laughs> understand we're out there in pads playing in helmets just we're just chilling on the turf but in texas you know uh everything's bigger especially high school football so um we have a cheer team and we have a dance team and our dance team i don't know it's weird i've noticed this but almost every single dance team in texas they all have literally the same outfit, it's just like different colors. Cowboy hats, you know? Yeah. I wonder if it's like a whole thing. It it might be, but yeah. So we were playing in Corpus Christi, Texas. That if you don't know, that's down towards the coast. One and o'clock. Yeah, we played one o'clock ball game. We played who was it? Middle of August. Westlaco East High School. It was middle of August. It was the first game of the season. One o'clock in the afternoon on black turf. It was what like. 96 upwards of that it was too high it was it, it was at least 96 degrees that day and it was 96 degrees the whole game so we were there playing we 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 were fine i mean i was fine i wasn't the one like in the trenches every single down so i don't know how you were feeling but i was feeling okay so by the by halftime um the cheer team, they started like, I don't know what was happening. There was, it wasn't the cheer team really, it was the dance team. Let me, let I me be more. it was after the game. It might have been. Because I, after the game, I didn't go with y'all back to the school. I stayed at a hotel with my, with my parents because we just, I don't know, they went to do something. We didn't actually end up doing it. Oh. And well, so, you know, we got to the news and we see a cheerleader passed <laughs> out a game. And I'm like, I was just there. And it was like, yeah, you were this, Jared. And it was like, it was cheerleaders on our team. And we're just like, huh. I guess they didn't have all the fruit and stuff we had. Yeah, I don't know when it was, but all I know is at least three high steppers, cheerleaders, whatever you want to call them, passed out. The ambulance had to come. I don't even know, like, did they make it home or did they have to stay there the rest of the day? Cause no, they probably made it home. They probably just gave them water. Because I think the thing is they didn't have enough water. That is crazy. Coach didn't bring as much as all of our Well, that goes back to my point. You can compensate for heat more than you can for the cold. Because mm, if no, you think you about can it. You put on layers to not be cold. But you can take off layers to not you be cold. You can only take hot. off layers until you get to your skin. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But we have, thank God, we have AC. We have shade. There oh, okay. is, there's water. Shade, it only works if you have trees when you're outside. AC is only inside. Water, can't really go to swimming pools right now. Uh, you can. It's highly not recommended to go to swimming pools right now. I'm just saying. You can go sit in the bathtub. Just make an Again, ice bath. that's inside <laughs> where the temperature is regulated. Well, that, okay, AC. But I get what you're saying. But, like, okay, so I live on 12 acres. We have a little tank. There's a tank over there. Down by the fence. You can go swim in the tank you if gonna you get that. You're going to swim with the cows? I'm not going to go swim with the cows, but, right. I mean, if I really needed to, I very well might. And we have trees. There's shade. I don't know. The only place in Texas where I don't think there would be, like, trees oh, is probably, yeah, <laughs> West Texas valley. or towards the valley uh, border area. But other than that, I mean, we're in Central Texas. This is, like, it's like paradise in Texas. Actually, no, I take that back. No, Dallas. 
Dallas, right? But, I mean, it's nice. You know, there's shade everywhere. AC. We're in the 21st century, man. I, I just think, me personally, when I get cold, I get clammy. My hands start getting clammy. And I don't like that feeling at all. Like, where you can't... Like, if... Okay. If it's below 30 and somebody tries to text me, chances are I'm either going to send something that's completely not what I was trying to text you or just not text you at all because I can't feel my fingers. I would want to feel my bodily extremities, but I mean, you can do that in the heat. You might just pass out for a little bit. Somebody put some water, you're good. When you're cold, you could die. You could probably die faster in the cold than you do in the heat. Let's just say that. You don't think so? Your body has internal heating. But not when it's like below freezing. It still has some time. It's just uh, freezes outweighing how much heat you have. I think you die faster from heat exhaustion. I'm a smaller person though. Like I don't have that much bodily heat. Uh, <laughs> no, you got a little caterpillar. Going yeah, I got my little mustache growing. It'll be it'll be good by the winter. But oh, you better cut that thing off before that comes. <laughs> I ain't coming back. It's still there. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so like. Because when it's cold outside, you have to bundle up. You're in, like, what, four layers, so you're sweating. Not if you're me. I go out there in the short sleeves, t-shirt, and yeah. some shorts. This man. <laughs> There's another story. We were playing Little League football. You were a crybaby. I was not a crybaby. You I were was... in the bathroom during halftime drinking hot cocoa. The whole team was in the bathroom <laughs> during me. halftime Actually, drinking I hot cocoa. I was in the bathroom, though. but I wasn't drinking hot cocoa. Exactly. I, I think logically. You are on a whole nother level, which is cold. why, which is why I will say, which is why I invited you on the podcast because I like to get some insight into how to get to that other level. It was but cold. It was, it was cold. It was at least forty degrees, and it was raining and hailing, and it was just cold that day in general. It was raining. It wasn't I was not prepared for it to be that cold, and granted, I'm a quarterback. I have to use my hands. I have to I break the center. football. I had to use my hands. You're a big dude. I mean, you have more Not bodily heat. I mean, oh, true, but I mean, compared to my scrawny my self, was big, but I wasn't happy. Compared to my scrawny self, you have more bodily heat. So it was, it was cold. Like I could not feel my hands. So halftime, the coaches were like, "You know what? Let's just, let's just go to the, let's just go to the restroom. I will bring out some hot cocoa because it both, is like both of the teams were in the restroom." Both of the teams were in the restroom. So I was, we were like, okay, cool, bet. So we went to the restroom. We were in there. Everybody was literally under the hand warmers in the restroom because it was so cold. They brought us whole cocoa. We were in there vibing. This man, JP, halfway through halftime was like, the hell with this. No, it wasn't halfway through halftime. It was about time to start warming up. So Which was halfway, halfway through halftime. But regardless, this man here decided to leave the comfort of the bathroom in the heat Decides to go outside in the cold rain and start warming up like 15 minutes before the game is about to start. So, we're just like, what is happening? But yeah, that was literally the coldest game I've ever played. Never again will I play a cold game like that. Which is why I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Because soccer is during the winter slash early spring. I think Dripping Springs junior year is pretty cold. I don't know. Because remember we had those practices where it was raining. And we were outside, like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you have a freezing. You have cold. a point. I remember that one time when it was hailing, and the coaches were like, "This is Texas football for you." If you don't know, we got there. We practiced at what time? Seven in the morning. Seven in the morning. So it was already like hailing, raining. It was cold. It had like snowed that week. 
in Texas, it had snowed that week. So that's how you know it was cold. Our coach was like, it's not that cold. Y'all ready to go? We're just like, uh, you know, we have a weight room. We can go get that work in. They're like, no, we got to go. It's a playoff game this week. We went out in the cold. And honestly, it wasn't that cold. I didn't think it was that cold. Cause I was out there, there without sleeves. I mean, I wasn't. I was in my hoodie under my pads, but I mean, it wasn't that cold for me. But we were out there. Everybody was like, "What is happening?" And our head coach was like, "No, we're good. We're good." Halfway through practice, it wasn't even halfway. We had gotten done with warmups, and it had started raining and hailing even more. He was like, "You know what? Y'all go ahead and go inside." And we're just like, "What?" So you made us get dressed, dragged us out here just to go back inside when this could have been prevented. But I mean. That that's in the past, but it was cold. It was cold, and that word "cold" just makes me cringe. Like every time I think of the cold, I just think of pain. Speaking of pain, you do have a pretty high pain tolerance. You've been hurt many times. Like your finger right now is like wonky because you like broke it, and it's still like that. Yes, it's pretty cool though. This is correct. So like, how do you deal with what, you, pain? You want like, a, you want a bone count? I can do a bone count. How how many bones have you broken? So let's see. So it started off when I was like 10. I ended up breaking my middle finger in a door. I know. It wasn't a sport. It was a door. I got, it got caught in the hinges of a door. I completely chipped off the top of it. So that one hurt. That was like the first time I ever broken a bone. So I was crying. I was also young. Screaming. Yeah, that sucked. Um, second one was my pinky finger. I ended up fracturing it playing baseball. I was playing catcher and I just took my hand out a little too far and the ball ended up hitting at the time, I didn't know I fractured it. I just kind of jammed it because, like, I played football. So I jammed it with fingers. So, and then I went to, it was still swollen, like, a week later. So, I was like, we got to go to the doctor. So, I went to the doctor, took an x-ray, like, yeah, it's fractured. They ended up putting my whole arm in a cast over a pinky. That was stupid. Um, next was my, what's so Left you, ankle? Yeah. So, you messed up pretty much every single limb on your body. No, I haven't part. broken an arm. That's a touchy subject. I've broken an arm. I just <laughs> broke my arm like a year ago. I have a pretty gnarly uh, scar. That hurdle got but, you good. Yeah, I tripped over a hurdle. That's an embarrassing story. But, I mean... I was there. This man has broken... I've broken both of my ankles. I fractured both of my ankles. The left one, I was young. A fat guy fell on it. It fractured it. Um, my right ankle, I ended up fracturing freshman, sophomore, freshman year... I didn't know I fractured it, but I just sprained it because I ended up playing the rest of the season on it. Same guy, fat guy, fell on it that time. Um, <laughs> my sixth grade year, I ended up breaking my, I fractured my left knee. So that was an interesting one because they actually broke it on purpose. Um, I was playing a game, and this is when I was, was when I was pretty good. I played tight end, so you know I had some pretty good hands. And, you know, made a quarterback. We were kind of like a threat, and I also played defense at the time. So, let's see. It was the first half. I ended up having, like, five or six sacks. Um, I had a 30-yard touchdown or something. So, I was popping off. Get it started the second half. One of the dudes lines me up. Another dude takes his helmet, puts it right on my knee, and fractures it. We got it on video and everything. Could have sued him. Um, but it was just a fracture. So, my, they were like, nah, we don't need to. So, I did that. That wasn't too bad. That was just on crutches. Then, beginning freshman year, that's when the finger happened. I tried to grab a jersey when I was playing defense. Ended up snapping it backwards. Thought I jammed it. It was fine. Two weeks later, still couldn't bend. Go to the doctor, realize I tore the tendon. And I wasn't going to be able to bend unless I got surgery. I was going to get the surgery. And then I got moved to the varsity. So I was like, yeah, we're going to pass on the surgery. 
went back after football season. They're like, um, we could do it. It's going to take two surgeries, about six months of recovery. And I was just like, I'm not going to go with that. I'm just going <laughs> to pass. So I don't have a finger that I can't bend my ring, ring finger. Um, had it for about four years. Pretty used to it now. And then finally it came to my um, my knee. It was the worst one. But if you, like, if you saw how I was when it happened, you, like, wonder what was wrong with me. Because I, I did it. I heard it. I'm, I'm screaming on the ground. I'm just yelling. I wasn't really crying. I was just yelling. It snapped. It snapped. It snapped. At this time, the coaches thought I caught a cramp. They didn't know what was going on. They come over. They see my leg shifted over because the bones could be hurt. So my leg shifted. I get up, and it looks like I'm not feeling any pain at all. Like, I'm just chilling in the back of a truck bed waiting for the ambulance to come. Everybody's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, the paramedics come, and they're like, on a, you know, I'll ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is your pain? I'm over here saying a 3. And then they're looking at my leg, and they're like, are you really okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, it's like a 3. So then they just thought I was crazy. So, I mean, you might be a little half crazy. So what kind of things have helped you have that I guess tough mentality to just I don't know not really push through injuries but just to be able to take a beating like that because that's a lot of injuries man yeah well the thing is it's all mental everything is mental um like I said I play a lot I played a lineman forever so being down there you're constantly getting hit over and over and over you get jammed fingers you get bruised up arms and it's just a mental thing if you can if you act like it's not there, then it won't affect you. Like, there's a point to where, like, yeah, it, it can hurt, and sometimes you do have to stop. But if you can keep going through, and you know it's not going to drastically hurt you in the future, you can play through it and it'll just be mental. So that's what I always thought. Man, that that's, that's being a tough person, just an all-around tough person. So we've covered some of your mental edges, what you do, you know, to just stay mentally strong what motivates you to keep going even when things get hard um and now let's talk about some some physical things that you do to just stay sharp you know kind of workouts you do what kind of workouts does your future college how you're doing to be able to prepare you to take those kind of beatings and stuff in a college football program so basically obviously weight training so the offensive line coach at the my college does all our um, uh strength and conditioner so he sends out workouts for the summer, and it, it's just basic workouts, everything from full body, from legs, arms, um, hips. So and especially being a lineman, you have to have obviously really good legs. Um, legs and arms are a big part because you just push people and also your hips because you're bending down the whole time, basically. So a lot of hip workouts, that's basically what I do. And then just kind of working on technique. Um, I know a lot of people don't think, hold on, y'all, y'all just hit people. There's actually a lot of technique that comes with it, some more than quarterbacks and uh, wide receivers, but it, so that's all I basically do, and you just kind of keep working at it and get better. Yeah. So, um, do you ever? You say you do weight training. Um, for somebody as like monster size as you, are there any like kind of, I guess, tricks that help you? that help you develop that kind of body attribute and help develop those techniques faster than say somebody who else who is not as big or what's some kind of advice that you would give somebody who's not your size playing the same position oh so like i wasn't i didn't really get big big until high school i was all i've always been kind of undersized 
that's just how the way Texas is. Everything, everybody's big. So I've been undersized, but the thing about playing O-line is it's all about leverage. Um, basically, lowest person to the ground wins. Um, so uh, you can, if you stay low enough and you have your hands inside, if you get your hands inside, you have control over them and they can't do anything about it. And you can win battles all day, every day. And that's all it really takes. If you work on your technique, your technique can outweigh your size by almost tenfold, and you will be able to win. Like, eventually, you'll reach the point to where you'll just have a guy who's just too big for you to move, but you can stay in his way and keep him from making a play. You may not be able to pancake him, but you can stop him and still do your job. It just it depends on if you know what you're aiming at and where you're going. You can stop anybody, really. Right, and that's where that mental aspect comes into play, too, is if you have in your mind before this play starts or just before you even do anything in life, if you have in your mind, I'm going to go do this because I know that I put in the work to do it, then I'm going to come out being successful no matter what. So you have, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what situation you're in, no matter who you are, what background you come from, if you have that mental edge, I personally believe, if you have that mental edge that you're going to come out of this situation successful and just, like I've heard somebody say, it's like you're a car. If you put in just cheap gas in a car, you're going to get cheap results. If you put in high-quality gas, you're going to get better results. If you feed yourself positive thoughts and have that mentality that I'm going to go beat this person on this play or I'm going to go in this interview and get this job or I'm going to go into this test and ace it, I think you're just more so setting yourself up for success mentally um, than you would be if you were just, just timid and just too nervous about the work you put in so because at the end of the day you are the one putting in the work and you are the one practicing like you said that technique and stuff so if you don't have the drive and the mental aspect then I don't think it's really not worth doing but I don't think it's really gonna get you where you want to be so I think a big part of just anything in life is just your mental edge and I think that's something that you have so I would you say your mental aspect is what drives you more than your physical aspect Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I've always been I've always been one of the smart kids in school. Um, always been very focused on what I want to do and how I'm going to get there, and just having that willing to want to do more always helps. And it, it's all everything you do is mental. No matter what you say, if like if they say, "Oh, it's just physical," not nah, it's everything you do is mental. No matter what, whatever state of mind you're in, you can do whatever you want. Like I'm saying, like. Everybody's like, you're so smart, you're so smart. I'm like, naturally, yeah, I'm smart. I'm one of the higher IQs. But a lot of stuff that I've gotten really good at or that the way I've um, succeeded so well is I'm not afraid to ask somebody how to do something or ask questions or, like, if I don't know something, I'll go look it up myself just to make sure that I am using a certain word correctly or just seeing how to do it. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, I like that. So winding down... What would be, if you could give somebody a catchphrase to not really live by, but yeah, I guess you could say, if you were to give somebody a catchphrase to just attack day by day, to just live by on a daily basis, what would it be? Uh, something I kind of go by, um, you've, heard me, you've heard me say this, it's also my senior quote, is, um, is saying that um, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Um, like, in life, everybody's going to die. It's just how it is. It just depends on how you want to live your life. Um, live your life to the fullest and that's something I try to strive to do every day 
Yeah, man. That's deep. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, again, we've been friends for I don't know how long since we were real little, and we'll continue to do that as you go on, pursue your goals, playing football, and getting that education as I will too. Yeah. So I'll be coming. I'll be coming back to Texas. Oh yeah, you sure. better you better come to some Aggie games with me at least. I, I don't might. Oh by that, you know. I'll turn you into a red ass real quick. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, so thanks, JP, and uh, yeah, so. That's the podcast. Thanks. Tune in next time.